Hi, I'm Jeffers Lewis, and in this episode, I'm going to tell you everything I know about global illumination in DAS Studio. Welcome back to another exciting episode of DAS Studio 101. This is a continuation of the previous episode in which I was talking about mesh lights. And today we're going to talk about something that's often misunderstood and difficult to explain. And I'm hoping I can make that as easy and smooth as possible for everyone. It is, of course, global illumination. It's also known as environment lighting. And it has to do with two other words that are kind of floating around. And I'd like to, first of all, explain all of those before we get started and then we can see how that all fits together. Those terms are global illumination, image-based lighting, or IBL for short, and HDRIs, or high dynamic range images. And they all kind of work together. Let's, let's have a look at those words first. So global illumination is a technique that we can use to illuminate, much like the name suggests, our scene, could be a character, could be a whole city scene, from all angles at the same time. That's what that means. Lighting from everywhere. That's what global illumination really means. We're going to use something, we're going to use a technique called image-based lighting for that. Image-based lighting means that rather than using a flat color to illuminate an image like we saw in the previous episode with a mesh light, we could also use a texture to create the same effect. So rather than use a flat color, we can use a texture. So that's, that's image-based lighting. We were using images, textures as a source for lighting rather than colors. And the third thing is high dynamic range images or HDRIs or HDR images. And those are the textures that we use to create that effect in image-based lighting. That's how these things work together. So if you remember last time I showed you the principle in which we have a plane here and this is exactly like what we what we saw last time here this is a, a plane here that just emits white light and we have nothing else in our scene i've switched off my environment light and we have a plane on the bottom here that's just got a texture on it and just kind of a granite effect or whatever so that's that's all that is so last time i showed you that if i select my light here and I head over to my surface property and I head over to the emission channel I can turn this from a kind of a light gray to something like an orange for example and then the effect that we get in our scene is that it is illuminated in an orange light or we can go and use a red light for that you don't have to put on the red light so let's, let's not do that let's go and go back to gray here uh, but instead of a flat color i could use an image so like this little triangle here that makes that happen in dust studio so click on that head over to browse and pick a texture anything you like like a nice pattern might work nice like a black and white stripy pattern lets you create the effect of something like a blinds effect like a light shining through blinds try it out it's a good exercise i encourage you to do that i'm going to use this one here my stripes image and once that's on there you can see that at the bottom of the scene i can see that these colors are now reflected in what we see as a reflection as, a, as an effect of the lighting on the bottom so i get not just a purple i also get something like an orange and i also get something like a diffuse green here and um, that is the effect of an image that now creates lighting and that's image-based lighting so how does that fit in with global illumination well let me tell you if we were to not just have a single object in our scene that creates one small source of light we could also have a giant 
object that is not inside our scene but on the outside of our scene using more or less the same principle by using something that is so large that we can never really go there and touch it and that's not really going to interfere with the objects in our scene we can create something of a quite of a nice effect you can imagine it a little bit like this imagine this is our character or our scene city scene single character whatever and on top of which we're going to go and put a massive dome like this and on the inside of this dome we're going to project one image like a really really high resolution image and this dome is really really high really really wide and large it's not actually just a dome it is a complete sphere so there's also a bottom half that goes around here so this is how you can imagine that and that now would create an effect like I've just shown you with an image that creates lighting from all angles from all over our character let me show you this in blender that something I've, I've built here it's not quite entirely accurate but it's just you know to visualize that imagine this is our character here and he's just you know looking looking drab and all that. and he's in the center of the scene and on the outside of which we now have this it's barely noticeable once we're on the inside but from the outside this is kind of what it looks like and to give you a scale comparison there this is how small the character is whoops in comparison to the actual object that is around it I'm just trying to get take the overlays off it doesn't quite work here but yeah so you get the picture this is our character and the outside of which would look like this so we can now zoom out and you can see what the effect of me zooming in and out uh, of the character is but you can also see what the effect of that on the background is so while I'm zooming in and out quite strongly with the character I can barely see a change in the dome and the farther the dome is away from the scene the less of a difference I will see as I move my camera so you can also see that when I move around this is the effect that my dome or my environment has on my little character now to visualize this even better let me go and uh, select my sphere go into edit mode and uh, switch on my face selection each of these little squares here can be thought of as an individual mesh light that has a tiny portion of the giant texture on it that we're going to have a look at in a moment and this is how this is how the whole thing is created now also if you know the geometry of a sphere then you also know that if i look towards the bottom and the top of the sphere we, we see these geometric deformities here so where all the polygons kind of converge in one place our image kind of looks the same way which is why when you look right into the sky or to the very bottom of your scene with an HDRI applied or with global illumination applied you might see something that you're not quite excited about I'm going to show you the effect in Dash Studio in a moment but this is this is kind of what it's this is what it's all about let me go back to my Oops, let me go back to my little monster character here and switch the bottom half of the sphere off so it's just another object that I've made here um, you know this is to to illustrate this better usually we're not too concerned with the floor and we're only more concerned with the background of environment images like this you have to be aware that this is all just make-believe like it's an illusion we use this because it kind of works as a tool but it's not a perfect solution to everything so you can see what happens if I look at my character kind of from the bottom that the ground of the image might come into view or if I look at him from the very top this may not look great but we're gonna see some examples of that in Dash Studio in a moment 
But that is how global illumination works in principle. And this is how you can visualize what's happening on the inside of DAS Studio. Now, let me tell you why global illumination is such an important thing for building images. We're going to see this with an example in a moment, but just for now, uh, know that you can use global illumination or environment lighting together with actual parametric lights or mesh lights. So usually a combination of the global illumination as well as other light sources is the best because that is kind of what we have in real life as well. Let's take a look at DAS Studio now and see how global illumination or environment lighting really works here. I have a default scene open in DAS Studio with the default environment light active. And all I've done here is add a simple sphere into it. And the sphere is clad with a metal type material. And this is important to remember that how important global illumination is for anything that has a reflective surface, be that glass or metal or water or anything like that. So I don't seem to see anything else in my scene, but the sphere itself is reflecting something that looks like the sky and the sun and some kind of, you know, some kind of, a, you know, city or whatever. And what it is in fact reflecting is the environment image. If I head over to my render settings here under environment, I can see the environment map and you'll see certain similarities here between this and that. So you just hover over that and you'll see the texture that's applied there right now. If I go and turn my image around, whoops, if I go and, um, hello sphere, there we go. If I go and turn my sphere around, you can see that the image is changing and it appears that no matter what I do, something is always reflecting, no matter where I look from, except for looking from the bottom because that's now my ground plane obscuring my camera. But if I do it from the top, that kind of works nicely. I even get a shadow and all that, so that's very, very cool. And I don't have any active light objects in my scene. So this all comes for free, more or less. But watch what happens if I switch off the environment map. You can do that in two ways. You can either click on the image and then select none. That'll get rid of the image. Or you can just tone down the intensity of the environment map with this little number thing here. If I turn that to zero, then I won't have any environment lighting anymore or global illumination. And as a result, my super nice metal material looks completely black which is a shame. Now watch what happens if I bring two other objects into my scene that I've got just disabled here. One is a spotlight, so let's get some kind of light source going, and one is a ground plane. So I have the kind of default ground plane, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, switch that off here with draw ground, and I don't need that anymore. I've got my own, which is just another plane with asphalt on there. Watch what happens now. I do have a light source and you can see how it creates the shadow. This is it. So a light source is kind of coming from here now. I can even see the reflection of the light source in my metal sphere. That's this. And I can also see the reflection of my ground plane. Like, you know, occupying half my sphere here now. But the rest of it is completely black. And that doesn't look very good. I haven't got a clue what material is on here right now. So I don't know if this is metal or wood or if this is a black hole, you know, I don't know. And the only thing I can see reflected are really the objects that are in my scene. And that's just how reflections in real life work. If there's no light coming into an object, nothing gets reflected and we have complete darkness. So that's one thing why global illumination is actually such a good idea because sometimes we just have these portions of our image that are completely black. Like imagine if you light a character just with 
parametric lights or with mesh lights, then you have one part of the character illuminated, but the other side is often completely pitch black. And that's not really what would happen in real life. There's always some kind of light, you know, even if it's a very, very low light, we can always see something like a little bit of definition in the shadows and all that. So this is why global illumination can help you brighten up shadows in your scene. So if I were to go and just blend a little bit of my previous environment map in here, I don't have to turn it all the way to two, which would create this effect. I could kind of retain a little bit of the character that I had there before by maybe putting it to 0 0.5. Uh, or even lower than that. Yeah, maybe let's make it lower than that, 0.2. And by doing that, at least I get the idea that this is certainly a reflective surface now, but it's not going to completely drown out the rest of the light that I have there. It doesn't help that I now appear to have two light sources here, so excuse the bad example, but you get the idea. My shadows are now no longer completely black. I can see some definition here, and I can see that there's in fact material underneath the shadow. So if you take anything from this little lecture, then it is that you can use HDRIs or global illumination or environment maps together with other light sources, or you can use them completely separate. So you can, I can totally switch off my spotlight and just crank up my environment map back to two. And then I do see some kind of an image here. Uh, it, doesn't look, it doesn't look great because half my metal sphere looks like it's kind of doused in something, but it is an accurate reproduction of what's going on here. So yeah, that's, you know, use sources together for best results, I say. Let me switch off my sphere and bring in an actual character here. Perhaps the monster from uh, 3D Universe, Monsters in My Closet. Really nice little, uh, little guy here, Toon Monster. I'm going to give him a little pose, maybe this one here, because we've already seen him. He looks a little bit indifferent, so that's nice. He's going to be our stand-in character for a little bit of an environment lighting demo. So right now I've got my default environment map and I've got nothing else. And let's let's talk about that. Let's stick with that for a moment. So I can see my ground plane because I have it. I can also switch it off and just use the ground plane that comes with Das Studio's environment map. So now I can see some shadows projected here, but I don't see anything in the background. And if I were to render this image now, the background that's now gray would be transparent. There is an option to actually show this environment map in the background and that helps sometimes create really realistic scene and that option is under environment dome, draw dome. That's off by default, but if we enable it, now we can see that we don't just have the lighting effect, we also have an actual background here and that's kind of cool. The default background that Das Studio give us here, the ruins image, is so low resolution that we barely see anything. We can barely make anything out. It's just like unrecognizable blobs here. And you know, if you hover over it, the image itself is a little bit soft. So to apply your own HDRIs that have a little bit of higher resolution that you can actually then use as a background, there's two ways of doing that. One option is to have a regular HDR image that you can add into here so you can click this little icon and then head over to browse and then just go to the image that you need. And another is if you buy these from the DAS store, they often come with render settings as a preset. So that's a little helper file that you can just double click from the smart content or the content library and that'll apply that and its intensity as you see fit. 
Let's take a look at both of these. So the first option is one of those that you may download from the internet. There's so many free HDRI resources out there. Just search for HDR image in Google or anywhere else and you'll find so many resources that give you a lot of free HDRIs to play with. Blender Cloud is another source. Uh, there's, there's, there's tons. I'll put a link to some of them in the description. But if you've downloaded yours, you just click on this little icon, hit over to browse. And I believe in mine, is somewhere on the desktop, somewhere in that studio. Uh, there's one, this one here, LA Downtown Helipad Night. If I go and open that, then you'll see that this is my much higher resolution HDR image now. And look at the character, not, not so much the background, but look at the impact the light has on the character compared to my previous image. Then, in fact, let me switch off the dome and just look at the character for a moment. So it's a very dark image. The character is kind of, you know, in the dark here. If I go and switch over back to my previous one, which is this one, then you'll see that the character of the lighting, the quality of the light is completely different. And it's much more complex than on a regular mesh light or on something like a parametric light. And that's because we don't just have one light source in real life. We have several. We may have one main source that goes and shines onto an object. That object then reflects light, brightens up another part of the image, reflects off another surface and so forth. And that's why there's so much diffuse light around us at all times. And depending on how many light sources and how many bouncy reflective surfaces we have, we get a very different quality of the light. Oh yeah, by the way, the higher the resolution of the dome is that encapsulates our scene, the longer it takes the render engine to calculate all these bounces, but also the more accurate the result of the lighting is going to be. Das Studio offers an option to adjust the environment lighting resolution over here. It's set to 512, but you can crank that up or lower it down and that might speed up your render results or might you know, take a lot longer. But it depends on the resolution of your HDRI to begin with. If you have a low resolution image and you crank up the resolution of the dome, that's really not going to make a difference. But if you have a very high resolution image and you want to read the benefits of that, you may have to increase the resolution of that dome. And it is the equivalent of uh, literally what I showed you in Blender here. It is the equivalent of adding subdivision to this outside dome here. So right now we can literally count the facets here. But if I were to go and add a subdivision surface modifier to this thing, then you can see that if I crank that up, these squares get a lot smaller. There we go. And now the resolution of how the light is calculated is a lot more accurate and it's a lot finer, but it also takes more time. Just wanted to mention that. Two important things about environment light. Let me go back to my LA Downtown helipad light and switch the dome on. Notice that if you rotate around the character or around the scene, then the light will stay the same. But we're just going to look at our character from different positions. What if there's a particular image or part of your image that you'd like to see in the background? Well, you can't change the camera position. You have to change the dome position. And that can happen multiple ways. So if I wanted to see something like these buildings in the background of my character, then I would go and just position my character so that, the, that he looks nice with the image. Something like that. So it looks like he's standing on this building. But now I can go do one of two things. I can either use the dome rotation property here and that'll rotate the dome. 
sadly it doesn't do that while it's in vision it's a little bit of a shame so you have to kind of eyeball things but you can see that the image is actually moving or you can go and reset that and use the dome's Y rotation, just like any other object, Y is up in Das Studio and you can use the dome's Y rotation to make that happen. And this is in degrees, so uh, it's kind of, if I were to put this to 180, then this is now looking at the opposite side of the HDRI. That's how that works. So 90 is then a quarter of a degree and minus 90 is a quarter of a degree in the other direction. Whereas dome rotation goes from 0 to 360, I think. Let's have a look. Yes, 360. There we go. That's how that works. You can also use them in combination. You can also rotate in the Z direction. And that is good for implementing camera banking if you need to even something like that out. Or for effects, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to see this guy stand on the ceiling, you'd put 180 and then, you know, you'd see, you'd see this guy, you know, the, the world is now upside down. That's what Z rotation does. And uh, X rotation, well, kind of, you kind of guessed it, you, it, does, it does kind of, you know, the same on the other axis. So play around with that and see what you can come up with. Now you see when you move the character around, sometimes it doesn't quite work. Like now you see this, this little flash of the character coming up, but then you see nothing. And that is because I'm technically looking through the floor of the image and that of course occludes the character and I can't see him anymore. So uh, it doesn't always work, but knowing what it is that you're actually looking at means that you have a better chance of understanding how you can use this to your, to your benefit. Uh, but this is just one method of loading in HDRI. So like literally click on the environment map here and then go and browse for your image. Another option is to literally use your content library to do that. So if you buy something from the DAS store, then usually under smart content, uh, these things are stored under the lights. So under here I'll have iRay and then in here I have something like exterior. Oh, look at that. I'm looking for monster. That's not a good idea. So let's go and get rid of that. Under iRay I have the Platinum Pack 1 16K HDR eyes for iRay. That is, I believe, by Dimension Theory. It's a very good product. It was on sale recently and I thought I'd grab it. You can whittle this down between exterior and other. That's probably kind of, you know, made up things or interior lights. If we stick with the exterior ones here, you can see that these come in several resolutions. Sometimes content creators do that so that we can save on memory there. If we don't need a super high resolution image, we can have the same one as a slightly lower resolution and kind of a medium resolution here. Let me bring in the low resolution one here. You'll see that this comes in as a render preset and that's just because anything that you'll save on the render setting tab here will be a render preset. It doesn't necessarily mean that it actually contains render parameters that affect the render. It's just that the environment is on the render tab and that's why these things are called render presets. So don't worry about that. Let's go and use the first one here, double click it, and that will switch out the HDRI automatically. If we head over to the render settings now, depending on how high resolution the image is, this is really gonna slow down the iRay engine and also the responsiveness of Das Studio there. So now it looks like a little guy is standing in the middle of a field. And it's kind of magical if you, if you think about it. It's weird when you move it, but as soon as you found a position, it looks like the shadows are accurately being produced here on the, uh, on the character. And it looks like the shadows are on the ground of the image. So as if he is in fact in the garden. It's just a slightly weird way of uh, moving around. Look at that, the shadows are brightened up a little bit. I can turn him around maybe if I can 
if that studio lets me there we go and then frame him up i can still apply things like depth of field that'll blur out the background even more and make this all look very realistic there are a lot of parameters that you can play around with and I just wanted to give you a brief overview and you know play around with this and see what you find out. One thing I just wanted to make you aware of is in the environment tab here under environment mode. Currently mine is set to dome and scene and this is kind of important if ever you have the global illumination environment light as well as scene lights this is what you need to choose in order for those to show up if you use dome only then any additional light sources that you have in your scene won't show up so if i go and put my spotlight back it has no effect on the scene because right now das studio is ignoring that it only uses the dome light or the the environment light the global illumination if I wanted to have the light showing as well, I need to pick Dome and Scene over here. And then we can see that, you know, my light is way too strong. It's coming from the wrong direction. But, you know, it's a good thing to demonstrate that. And so, yeah, that's one thing that you need to know. And then the other option down here is Scene Only. If I do that, then the environment light is completely ignored. And I don't see the effect of that at all anymore, including the dome that is no longer being drawn. There's also a fourth option, which is sun and sky only, and that lets Das Studio completely ignore an environment map and uses its own source of global illumination by accurately calculating the sun and sky light at a position on Earth. I have another video on my channel in which I'm explaining how to set that. Check that out if you're interested in that. So, but for now, I'm going to leave it on dome and scene, and I'm just going to go and switch off my spotlight here. The other thing that might be interested uh, to know about is the dome mode. This is how the iRay engine draws that dome that I showed you in Blender. Infinite Sphere looks like it's infinitely far away. Infinite Sphere with ground is essentially, if you look at it, that some geometric disturbances are happening here. This is now a half dome flattened out at the bottom so it's not a full circle this is like this is that was the the first one is infinite sphere like this is like a completely round sphere around your scene infinite sphere with ground is basically a half circle that's flattened at the bottom finite sphere and finite sphere with ground is essentially the same but the sphere is a little bit smaller i guess I, this is i'm just i'm just you know trying to explain this to myself that is what makes most sense to me i don't see much of a difference between finite sphere and infinite sphere i do see a difference in finite box though so in this instance we don't have a sphere with lots of geometry anymore we have literally a cube encapsulating our scene and that is very light on the rendering so it's cheaper to render cheaper not in terms of price but in terms of you know processing power so your, your scenes might render faster if you use that and you have the same thing with the ground. So play around with these options and see which one makes your scene look best. I believe Infinite Sphere is the default here. And as you change these, some of the other parameters at the bottom also change. So, you know, lots to play around with. I'm not going to go through this. I just wanted to give you a brief and basic overview of how to get started with your global illumination. So in summary then, we have global illumination, which is the same as the environment light, as Das Studio calls it, or as Ira calls it. And that is the thing, the technique that allows you to add light from all angles of the scene at the same time. It's kind of a continuation of mesh lights, which is an image or a flat color that emits light and brightens up your scene that way. It can be used in conjunction with parametric as well as mesh lights use them all together to create a really nice and rounded off package there. 
to create this effect, we use this thing called image-based lighting or IBL for short. And in order to make that happen most realistically, we use something called high dynamic range images. And those are images that don't burn out when you show the sun. So they're, they're kind of, this is usually a stitched together version of several images, one overexposed, one regular exposed, one underexposed, sometimes even more than that. And they're all kind of compressed into the same color space so that we have something that has a lot of range of contrast when we have it as a background image and of course as a light source. That's all I wanted to share with you today. If you like this video, then please give it a thumbs up. If you haven't already, please go and subscribe to my channel. If you'd like to support me financially and get access to funky little goodies, consider supporting me on Patreon. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you next time. Take care.